Welcome to the Prospect League Podcast, the podcast for the past, present, and future of the Prospect League, the home of elite college baseball players from across the country. I'm Lucas Burris, back for another episode of the Prospect League Podcast. Excited to be back after we've settled into this Prospect League season. Here we are, almost nine games in for most teams. Some teams have played 12, and we're ready to recap what's happened so far. We've got a lot to talk about for the Prospect League season. Lots of exciting things have occurred so far, including all the fun things that the Cape Catfish are currently doing this season. They're the talk of the league right now, so we'll dive into everything like that. But thanks for joining me here on the Prospect League podcast. It's been a good start so far this season, but we haven't done one of our normal in-season episodes yet. This is number one, so I'm excited to have you here to recap what's happened so far and dive deep into everything going on in the Prospect League. But if you're just joining me for the first time, hey, welcome in. If you haven't seen any other stuff we've done this season, we've interviewed three MLB players and our commissioner, our new commissioner, David Brower, as well. So make sure you check out those if you're listening. Hey, this also happens on YouTube, so you can watch the video version as well. But if you're watching and maybe you have a commute coming up, don't be afraid to turn us on on the audio version on any podcast platform as well. But thanks for joining me here on the Prospect League podcast. We are excited to be back. I'm excited to be here as we embark on our first recap of the season. And we have a lot to talk about. I don't have too much of an intro to dive into. Really, I just want to dive into and give you all the things you need to know. We're going to start off doing it this way of getting the information out there, making sure you need everything that you need to know about the Prospect League so far, including standings, stats, and we are also going to talk to our first two players of the week this week as well. I have two exciting interviews that we're going to bring this one as we talk to our Baseball Notes Bulletproof Hitter of the Week and our ArmCare.com Pitcher of the Week as well in this episode. So stay tuned for that. That's an exciting thing happening. We'll do that almost every week on the Prospect League podcast as well. As long as we can wrangle up our hitter and pitcher of the week, we'll be able to talk to them here on the Prospect League podcast. So Chris Hall from the Kate Catfish and Ken Athens from the Lafayette Aviators are also here. We're going to talk to those two and have a fun time with that. But first, let's dive into some standings for the Prospect League as we look at what's going on after about 9 to 12 games for each team so far this season. We'll start in the Eastern Conference and we'll start in the Ohio. River Valley Division as the Lafayette Aviators lead that division with a 6-4 overall record. Then the Chili Coffee Paints at 6-6, six six, the Johnstown Millrats at 5-5, five and, five, and the Champion City Kings at 3-7. So just a one-game lead for the Aviators there. That's two less losses than the Paints, but both of them with six wins on the season. The Johnstown Millrats right behind them as well at 5-5. Five and five. Then for the Wabash River Division in the Eastern Conference, the normal Corn Belters lead that one. They've opened up a pretty nice lead in that division as well as the Corn Belters are 8-3 and three on the year, but the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes are right behind them at 6-3. and three, Just two less wins than the Corn Belters so far this season. And then Rex at 5-5 five and five and Danville at 5-5. Five and five. So a really, really good division is the Wabash River Division so far this season. Every team at 500 or above, but the Corn Belters 8 wins on the season. They were the first team to chase the Catfish to that 8-win mark, but as you'll like to know, the Catfish have put that mark even further as we'll move on to the Western Conference in the Prairie Land Division with the Cape Catfish. They lead that division 10 
and O record in first place in that division. They still are undefeated on the season. It's been a wild run for the Catfish so far this year. 10-0. I've never seen a team do that in my years here in the Prospect League. And Catfish is doing some fun stuff down there in Cape. We'll get to that when we talk about some individual and team stats as well. But for the Catfish, 10-0 on the season. They lead the West Prairie Land Division. Then the Thrillville Thrillbillies are behind them. They're six and five, good record on the season, but they're way behind in that division, given the ten and zero record for the Catfish. Then the Alton River Dragons, they're five and six, and then the Jackson Rockabillies are four and six. So again, four really good teams in that division right now, but just a runaway right now for the Catfish as they continue to stay undefeated and continue to do some phenomenal things down there. And then finally in the Western Conference, the Great River Division, the Clinton Lumber Kings lead that one. They've opened up a very nice lead as well. They are 7-4 and four on the season. The Burlington Bees are behind there in second at 3-6. and six. Then the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp at 3-7 and seven, and the Quincy Gems at 3-9. and nine. So we talked about our best division which is probably the East's Wabash River. Worst division statistically so far this season has been the Great River in the West as Clinton, a nice seven and four record, but every other team in that division, a combined nine total wins. So if you want to look at how good the Cape Catfish have been this year, look at that Great River division and only those teams, three of them combined for nine wins and Cape has more than all of them combined. So tough, tough start for the West Great River division, as well as Clinton opened up that lead, but some Four really good teams have opened up leads in this uh, early part of the season, as well as I mentioned, the Aviators and the Paints kind of battling them out, but they do have a lead in that division. Of course, the Corn Belters with that nice lead at eight and three on the season, and then Clinton and Cape, the four best teams in the Prospect League right now, and possible first half champions. But we still got. Almost 20 more games left to play before we can crown our first half winners. But that's an update on the Prospect League standings. We're going to head to the batting side of things now before we take us to our interview with our batting champion, or whatever you want to call it, of the week, our baseball notes bulletproof hitter of the week. Of course, that's Chris Hall. So we'll take you to that interview first. But first, let's look at some statistical stuff for the Prospect League in terms of batting. Start with the team leaders in the runs category. That's the Cape Catfish Daily League with 121 runs scored. Then the Cape Catfish lead in hits with 137 hits so far this season. In doubles, that goes to the normal Corn Belters. They've got 28 as a team so far this season. Triples, that's the Cape Catfish at 8 so far. Home runs, the Tilakoffee Paints are 10 on the season in terms of long balls. Walks recorded at the plate, that's the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes with 79 on the season so far. Hit by pitch, back to the Cape Catfish. They have 24 as a team so far this season. Strikeouts, least amount of strikeouts in the league and the hitting side of things that's the catfish only 24 strikeouts at the plate so far this season steals we move to the lumber kings as they've gone up to 43 on the season they've been all over the base pass and then average obp and slug we give it all to the cape catfish they are have a three 94 average as a team, a 502 on base percentage, and a 578 slugging percentage. Let's move to the individual stats on the hitting side of things. More good news for the Cape Catfish as Chris Hall and a lot of catfish are in these individual categories. We start with Chris Hall. On the runs, he leads the league with 23 runs scored so far this season and only 10 games played. He also leads in hits with 25 hits so far this season for Hall for the Catfish. In doubles, we move to Max Holly for Clinton with five on the year. In triples, Geo Kalimia for Johnstown has four on the year. In home runs, it's Brody Chrisman with the Cape Catfish with five on the year. 
here. Walks, there's a three-way tie, but 12 is the league lead there. Hit by pitches, that's Jeff Clark for Cape. He's got six on the year. And steals, that's Slater's shield for Rex. He's got 15 on the year, and he's 15 for 15 so far this season. And then batting average and slug and on pace, we go back to Cape as Chris Hall leads the league in batting average, batting 625 through 10 games. On base percentage, Chris Hall as well, 712. And slugging percentage removed to Brody Chrisman, who is slugging above 1,000. 1027 slug for Brody Chrisman so far this year. It's been an excellent season for the Cape Catfish so far. And that transitions us right to our first interview here on the first recap episode of the Prospect League podcast this season. We'll take you to the Baseball Notes Bulletproof Hitter of the Week. That's Chris Hall from the Cape Catfish. His week one stats, fantastic. 615 average, 16 hits, 16 runs, 11 RBIs, 4 walks, 7 stolen bases, and a 1485 OPS, but he's been even better since then. Now up to a 625 batting average in 10 games with 25 hits, 23 runs, 13 RBIs, two doubles, three triples, 13 walks, and he's 12 for 13 in stolen bases. And his OPS is all the way up to 1562. Let's take you to our interview with the Baseball Notes Bulletproof Hitter of the Week from the Cape Catfish, Chris Hall. Chris Hall, welcome to the Prospect League Podcast. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be yeah. here. After a big week, a baseball notes bulletproof hitter of the week nod here in the prospect league. You know, somebody had a good week and it was that somebody was you. Uh, what a big slash line. What a good time. How are you feeling down there in Cape? You guys are undefeated. You're hitting the cover off the baseball. How have you uh, felt the start of your season has gone? Um, You know, I'm just having a lot of fun meeting a lot of new guys because uh, we got a new manager, Scott Little. Mm-hmm. Uh, just been taking in some information from him and just, just having a lot of fun. That's really it. Yeah, I mean, what is, what's clicking down there right now? I, I've been in this league for three years now, and I've never seen anybody start a week undefeated. Uh, eight now, you guys are feeling good. You'll be back in action uh, this week. So by the time some people might listen, you might not still be undefeated, but let's hope so the continuity can stay the same as I'm talking to you on a Saturday morning. But you had a really, really good week teams having a really good week you know what is working so well down there in cape right now you know honestly i think it's just us being able to free roam and play the game like how we want to but obviously play the game the right way but we do have a baseball knowledge and baseball sense of when to do what and what pitches to hit and getting the advantage counts and being able to take your walks when you get them and that that's i think that's been our biggest thing we don't we don't chase we don't really strike out. We're just trying to hit the ball as hard as we possibly can in any good situation. Yeah, both of those are true because you guys are in the league leaders in most categories and walks and not striking out and striking out on the other end. You guys have done a really good job in just about every category, but so have you. I mean, that's why we're here. That's why we're talking to you a little hitter of the week nod with Baseball Notes Proof Hitter of the Week. How have you felt just, you know, stepping into the box? Why has it worked so well to start this year for you in terms of, you know, hey, you're stepping in, you're leading the league in hits, you're leading the league in runs. Like, what has just worked well? Is it the environment, or are you stepping in, or are you already locked into the season? Uh, I think it's my environment. I just get a – I have a good feeling around my teammates that they trust me enough to lead the team and be able to start the game off the right way, even if I don't. I still have other teammates that can pick me up, but I, I just been seeing it really well, and I 
can't really complain about it on that end. I, I don't think you can complain about it. That's for sure. But you're, you know, leading the league in, in a few categories, as I mentioned, but also quick on the base paths as well. You're up there on the top with the speed as well. How are you feeling once you get on base in terms of what you want your steal numbers to be this season? Cause you're already up to 10 on the year. How are you feeling in terms of, you know, how your game is going to continue to evolve uh, as the season goes on? So I like to think about it as like, when I get on, I'm gonna steal. Like it doesn't matter who's behind the plate, who's up, who's on the mound. I'm I'm just gonna run, and I'm gonna put my I'm gonna give my teammate, whoever's in behind me, whether that's Jeff or JC or Justin Carinci or even uh, Jude Jude Putts. Like I'm just gonna give them an opportunity, get them an RBI, or get them to do a job. That's that's all it is. I don't try and like I'm not trying to look for like numbers. I'm just trying mm -hmm. to play. The game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of, you know, what you've been able to do this season, how has the Cape Catfish just set you up for that success? You talked about it a little bit, but like what is going down down there in Cape that has set you all up for the success? You know, what has been clicking? What have you enjoyed about your first now two weeks with the Catfish? I think it's the coaching staff. Not that we had a bad coaching staff last year. I think this year's they just they they like to be involved in the game with us and not just like sit back and watch. They like to mm -hmm get our opinions and see what we think and then we go uh go forward with that. I mean, our assistant coach Lackey's uh energizer bunny. So whenever I see him it's just like, all right, I I gotta do something cool. So Lackey can do something cool. And, you know, Scott, uh Coach Scott Little, mm -hmm. he he's been around baseball for a while. So I think that's uh that's a it's another good reason why we're uh doing so well. He's just re relaying information on what he sees, how I can help us, how we can be more consistent. And I think that's the biggest thing. We're just really consistent as right now, as of right now. Yeah. And then consistency for you as well. You've been very consistent, you know, grabbing a hit in every game this season. What has been that consistent approach to the plate? You talked about, you know, your approach on the base pass, but when you get up to the box, you know, you're thinking you're stepping in, are you just going see ball, hit ball? What is your, you know, process at the plate? Well, I like to I like to say ninety five percent of the time you the pitcher wants to get ahead, especially at the start of a game. No one wants to fall behind one oh and then you that's a really bad idea. So I'm looking for a first pitch strike on the outer half of the plate. That way I can go up the middle or through the six hole. I don't try to pull the ball. I'm I'm not the biggest guy in the world, obviously. But I can I can run into one if I if need be. But I I don't try to hit home. I was just trying to get base hits, hit doubles, hit triples, give my teammates a chance to, you know, get me in. Yeah, you leave the league in slugging too, though. So, you know, you're doing <laughs> something right right now. So I don't know how long that's going to last. We'll keep that average up. We'll see how long that slugging percentage stays up there as well. But, no, it's been fantastic for you so far this year. I think the big question for you, Chris, is, you know, what are you looking forward to the rest of the way? How are you guys going to, you know, improve off of and not I don't know if improve is the right word, but how are you going to, you know, make – it better than what it's already been? Are you just going to continue to have fun? Or, you know, what are you looking forward to, you know, the rest of the way to make sure this this season continues to stay how fun it's been so far? Just having fun, being just being tough. You know, I, I, I really think we're one of the toughest teams in the league, whether it's on the defensive end or the offense, offensive end. Our pitchers are throwing great. Uh, hitters, we just, we just seeing the ball really well. Even if 
even if we are having a bad game, we know it's just going to be somebody that's going to come come behind and pick us back back up. So I'm yeah. just I'm really looking forward to having way more fun. I don't think we've like touched the like the iceberg yet. Like we're still yeah. climbing. How are you feeling in terms of, you know, what your plans are for the future of what you want to achieve in this league this season, what you want to set forth for, you know, people watching out and, you know, what are your your goals for your future, whether it's baseball or whether it's what you plan on doing for the rest of your life? Uh, I mean, I think everybody's in goal when you play baseball. You want to be a, you want to be a big league. So mm -hmm. that's that's one of my that's one of my biggest goals that I've been working for my whole life and. Who knows? Maybe it can happen. Who knows? Even if it doesn't, I, I just want to stay inside the sport of baseball. It's just it's brought me so much closer to people that I didn't think I would ever meet. It's it's given me plenty of friends. Uh, I've met great people. So I just want to stay around baseball as long as I possibly can. Whether that's if I do go to the majors, if I end up coaching or anything i mean i I just want to stay around baseball that's just been my whole life yeah absolutely i got just a few more questions for you question one we're going to dive into a little more fun so parks in the prospect league so far from what you've seen from what you've heard about where are you most excited to visit i'm going to take i'm going to take cape out you can't pick your home ballpark but like who are you most excited to go see what paul park are you most excited about what have you heard anything um so far this season or what you're looking forward to all right, so my favorite <laughs> park right now, I think it's the Thrill Billies. Mm -hmm. I think it's their park. We just played there, I think maybe it was like last Tuesday or something. Maybe mm -hmm. it was one of the last week. And they had a pretty cool stadium. They had a they had a lot of lot of fans out there. It was fun. Jackson, Jackson's not that far behind either. Mm -hmm. Two of the Jackson. new ones. The two new ones yeah. you're excited about. Two Those are the big ones. And then I've got uh I got two buddies that play on Springfield. I'm just, I just want to go and play them. Yeah, you just want to see what's going on with the shoes. Absolutely. All right. Final question I have for you as well is you got one shout out to your name. All right. Shout out anywhere you want to go. You've had fantastic start to the season. Who is that shout out going to? Is it going to a teammate, family member? Who are you shouting out to thank for how good the season's been so far? Uh, I want to start by uh, thanking, you know, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And also my parents, because, you know, without them, I wouldn't be able to be here right now. So shout out to you, mom and dad. Love you. Yeah, that's hey, I got to throw that in because they're going to enjoy that when I come and listen here, Chris. But I want to thank you. Hey, for stopping by. It's been good. I want to wish you the best as well. I mean, you're on track for another one if you keep doing what you're doing. So maybe we'll have another conversation in the future as well. But hey, good luck uh, the rest of this weekend. Good luck this week as well. Uh, and hopefully we uh, talk again. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Chris Hall from the Cape Catfish for joining me on the Prospect League podcast for our first Baseball Notes Bulletproof Hitter of the Week interview here on the Prospect League podcast. Let's dive into the pitching side of things now here in the Prospect Leagues. We start with the team stats, not as many team stats to go over as the hitting side of things, but still some pitching stats to dive into. We'll start with the runs as the Cape Catfish continue to lead. They've only given up 35 runs total this season on the mound. And the hits, that goes to the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp. They've only given up 67 along with the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes. They've also only given up 67 hits so far on the mound this season. For walks back to the Cape Catfish, they have only given up 39 walks on the mound so far this season. Strikeouts back to the Pistol Shrimp. They have struck out 101 
batters on the mound so far this season. And then ERA goes to the Clinton Lumber Kings as they have a 2.94 ERA so far this year. Only team sub three right now in the prospect league. For the individual side of things on the pitching for wins, that's Ryan Willard for normal. He's got three on the season. Only man in the league to surpass the two mark so far. So Willard for normal, three wins on the season. And saves, we've got a three-way tie as there's three players in this league who have recorded three saves so far this season. In innings, that's Hunter Rawls for the Thrillville Thrillbillies as he's got 14 innings so far on the season. One more than anyone else in the prospect league. For strikeouts, that's Sebastian Gonzalez for the Pistol Shrimp as the Illinois Valley product has 22 so far this season. Earned run average, we still have a four-way tie. Still four pitchers in this league with a 0.00 ERA. All of them over seven innings pitched as well. So four players still vying for their spots as maybe next week's Pitcher of the Week for ArmCare.com. And then strikeouts per nine. That's Max Beaulieu for the Johnstown Mill Rats, 15.3 strikeouts per nine so far this season for Bullyu for the Johnstown Mill Rats. But now it's time to get to our second interview here on the Prospect League podcast. We dive into our armcare.com pitcher of the week. That's Kendall Athens for the Lafayette Aviators. Two games in the first week of the season. He went six and two-thirds innings of work. A 1-0 win-loss record. No runs given up. Four hits, one walk, four strikeouts, and a 0.00 ERA. Let's head to our interview with the ArmCare.com Prospect League Pitcher of the Week. Kendall Athens, welcome to the Prospect League podcast, reigning ArmCare.com Pitcher of the Week. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fantastic week for you. You had a really good, really good first week of the season, you know. Uh, picked up a win, went six plus innings of work, only four hits, no runs. Really looked good on the mound. You ended up getting that award. You know, what was clicking week one that made it all work out for you in your uh, first prospect league week? Um, I think just coming in and, you know, doing the job that at hand, it was uh, kind of nerve wracking coming in. I wasn't actually supposed to play out here in the prospect league. Mm. Um, I was supposed to play up in the Great Lakes League. And, during my exit meeting, my coach was like, hey, we got an opportunity. Um, if you want it, it's yours. So I took it, and here I am out in Indiana. Are you excited? You know, how's it been so far? How have you enjoyed um, the Aviators and everything so far? Yeah, it's really exciting uh, playing in front of large crowds, uh, playing at the beautiful Loeb Stadium. I mean, not many get that chance to play there all year. Uh, it's great. I love the guys. The guys are awesome. Um, we bond really well coming in like summer ball teams. I know that they don't always bond well. We might have guys from rival schools and stuff like that, but we've all clicked and it's just like we've been with each other for multiple years at this point. The locker room atmosphere is great. Uh, bus rides, very enjoyable. Um, play a lot of mafia. So I think, I think it's yeah. going to be a good season. That's a, that's a common trend in the prospect league. And I think, across baseball we'll have, we might have to dig into that at some point on one of these interviews but you know for you so far uh in terms of what you've been able to do you, you know touched on a little bit but you know came in you know not too much uh in terms of i would say you know you took an opportunity and ran with it but those first few times you still stepped on the mound you know just fantastic you know what was going through your head were you just calm cool collected or you know were you trying to prove a point what was your mindset you know the first week of the season um, I think th my first night, uh, we were at Loeb going out there. I mean, that was probably the largest crowd I've ever pitched in front of. 
uh, coming from a smaller D2, you know, you don't get that kind of crowd. So at first it was kind of like overwhelming. And that first two thirds of an inning was trying to more just settle in. And then after that, it was like, okay, it's still the game that you've always played. Like just go out there, fill up the zone, um, pitch contact. Like I'm a contact guy. Don't get a ton of strikeouts. Um, just go make pitches and let my infield and outfield take care of it from there. And I think that's what really worked for me is I wasn't shying away from the zone. Just got in there, filled it up, and the guys behind me did a great job. Yeah, you end up picking up four strikeouts to do this. You categorize yourself as a pitch-to-contact kind of pitcher, but what happened that first week of the season, able to grab four of them? You know, what was working on the mound? Um, A lot. Like, I'm a heavy slider guy. Uh, that worked a lot. And I was actually uh, able to, with off that, I was able to throw a lot of fastballs and change-ups that were kind of surprising. Um, I don't throw the change-up a ton, but when I do, it's it, it worked well. Yeah. And then, you know, looking at the prospect league so far, you touched on a little bit, like what have been your first impressions of, you know, coming to this league first time and, and really feeling um, welcome in the league one, but just first impressions of the environment you've been able to pitch in so far. Um, the prospect league is the heart of this area. I mean, you get crowds that are awesome and I, the players are great too. I mean, you get to see kids from all over the country, big schools, little schools, JUCOs, NAIAs, you name it, um, and they're good players. I mean, there's not going to be a night here in the prospect league that it's you're going into the game knowing that you're winning that game because the other team always has those guys that are good enough to beat you too. Uh, and then the Aviators as well, you know, you talked about Lope Stadium, how great it is, and all the things that you've been able to experience so far. But what have the Aviators done so well so far this season? One, for you guys to have a winning record and to have a good start to the season. But dude, two, to just kind of set you up for success, um, how's that experience been so far outside of what you kind of touched on earlier of, you know, bonding together and stuff. But, you know, what's worked so well for you guys um, to start the season? Um, just like the uh, – like the atmosphere around Loeb and like with the aviators organization, um, we come in and they do like Loeb brings or does stuff that whatever they can to bring people into the stadium to make us feel at home and feel like we have the home advantage when we are at home. And then the locker room, like we've got two clubbies are great. I mean, they make, we don't have to worry about the laundry and stuff like that. The coaches are, make sure we're having a good time. They feed us amazing. Um, some of the stuff that you you like to see, you know, just being ready. You don't have to worry about all the little things that are taken care of. It's just you do your work on the field, off the field, and we'll be ready for that the next night. Yeah, and, and we talked all the good stuff about Loeb. I think a lot of people in the league love how it looks, but I'm going to take you out of it for a bit. I'm not going to let you choose it. You know, so far right. this season and looking at stadiums, looking at what you've enjoyed so far, where are you most excited to visit or what has been your favorite stadium to visit uh, so far? Um, I think the coolest stadium so far uh, was probably over at Normal uh, with the Corn Belters. Yep. Um, but I would say the atmosphere has to go to... I'm thinking Dansville. Dansville had a good – or Chillicothe. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't been to a ton of places yet. We've played a lot of home games. Yeah. Um, but I would say 
those two get the atmosphere wins and normal gets a stadium win. I mean, normal, that stadium is pretty sweet. It's just, it's large. It's a pretty sweet stadium. Yeah, absolutely. A little turf there, a little corn crib action, but yeah, yeah. I think we've had a few answers so far as we, as we look around and we'll, I'll continue to ask that question throughout the year of what everyone's enjoying. But I think the atmosphere wise throwing it out to Danville, I understand that one, but yeah, the corn crib definitely nice, but I think a lot of other people might choose Loeb as well as an opposing player coming in. So I think you're a little spoiled on the home side yeah. of things, but you know, looking at, you know, the league as the footprint as well for you, you know, what are you most excited for, for the rest of the way as well? You know, what are your goals the rest of the season? You know, what are you going to focus in um, improvement? Hopefully another picture of the week in your future, yeah. but you know, what are you looking at for the rest of the way um, for you to make sure this is a successful season for you? Uh, just going out there and enjoying the day with the boys. I mean, it is a game that we all love to play and there's a reason we're all here. Um, just keep playing. I mean, obviously it would be nice to go home with a ring. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the ultimate goal, but just working on myself also. I mean, going back so that I can have another pretty good year and, help my team winning back-to-back -back championships. I mean, that's that's the goal when we go home is to be better for school ball. Absolutely. And then finally, you know, individually looking at you, you know, what are those future goals for you? What are your hopes to achieve? You know, you talked about a little bit, just that last question in the prospect league, but what's the goal for you? You know, you, you're searching for that MLB dream. I think that's what most people are in this league or, you know, what are your expectations and goals as, you know, people watch you and see a fantastic week for you the first week of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think all of our goals are the same here. I mean, we all want to go to the next level. Um, yes, that's my goal. That'd be awesome. But I just want to be healthy and everything, and hopefully the opportunity arises. Like, if that opportunity arises, I'm definitely going to take it. Um, but I'm looking forward. Just got to get through next year first. I mean, I'm going to be a senior, so I've got to make the most of my last year, and we'll let the rest take care of itself from there. Yeah, absolutely. Artie, an armcare.com pitch of the week nod for you this season. It's been good so far. I think you're going to have a good time the rest of the way and plan for the nice aviators in Lafayette. But Kendall, I want to wish you the best of the rest of your season. Hopefully, you know, in your case, I'll see you again here on the Prospect League podcast. But thanks for joining me uh, for our first one. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Kendall Athens for joining me on the Prospect League podcast as our reigning ArdenCare.com pitcher of the week. And a big thank you to both him and Chris Hall for joining me here today. That just about wraps up this first in-season recap episode of the Prospect League here on the Prospect League podcast. But before we wrap up, let's do what we always do here on the Prospect League podcast and give you three things you need to know about the Prospect League heading into this week. I mean, the big question is, can the Cape Catfish stay undefeated? We'll keep talking about it until they lose a ball game, and they haven't done so yet, so I'm going to keep talking about it. Now 10-0 on the season. The Catfish will play six games this week. They'll start with three straight at home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, before three straight on the road on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That off day for them this week on a Thursday. They only play one team with a winning record this week as they will face Thrillville on Monday before going against five teams with a losing record so far this season or a 500 record. So one team with a winning record so far. It's possible a Cape could finish off this week 
16 and oh we'll keep an eye on that and see if the catfish can continue to stay hot but tomorrow more exciting news in the prospect league as well as we'll feature our third free game of the week so far this season as the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp will host the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes at Schweikert Stadium in Peru so you can catch that game for free on prospect league tv or prospectleague.com or whoever you find prospectleague.tv it's very easy to do for prospect league tv our third free game of the week so far so good with our free games of the week so make sure you check that out you don't have to log in you don't have to do anything you can go straight there click on the game and it is free to access and free to watch for prospect league tv you can get it on apple tv android tv and amazon fire tv you can get it on your phone you can get it on a web browser wherever you want to take in prospect league tv you can do so so do that for free on the Pistol Shrimp and Springfield Lucky Horseshoes game this week. And finally, a new setup for Prospect League, or yeah, a new set of, not set up, a new set of Prospect League Players of the Week will be coming out this Wednesday. Every week this season, we will release Prospect League Players of the Week on Wednesdays at prospectleague.com and on our social media pages at Prospect League. So a new armcare.com pitcher of the week and a new baseball notes bulletproof Hitter of the Week will be released on Wednesday, just like every week during this season. So make sure you check that out and see who takes the reins from the two fantastic players in the Prospect League who took it this week. But that just about wraps up our first season recap episode of the Prospect League in 2023. I want to thank you for joining me here. If you stuck around for it all, thank you for being here at the end. We had a great time, and I will see you next week. So until next time, I'm Lucas Burris signing off on the Prospect League Podcast.